Happy New Year. On Monday, I watched the pilot episodes for two television series. Both had been released this week, both on HBO Max. Both show run by critically acclaimed and lauded writers who had every reason to see their latest projects soar to success. But if you've solved this mystery by now, you likely already know that isn't the case. If you haven't figured it out, let me amend my first statement to be a bit more accurate. For one show, I was enthralled, enthusiastic, open to the upfront exposition and handholding that is so often required in a pilot episode. I was immersed in the world being presented and attached to the characters inhabiting it. For the other, I was tired. From the first line of dialogue onwards, I was graded, soured on what felt like something more akin to a first draft or lines you'd haphazardly throw at a treatment than something I expect to be in a newly minted pilot on a prestige streaming service. Exhausted by an unending stream of self-referential apologist monologues from characters that somehow managed to feel both like they were winking at the audience to prevent themselves from showing vulnerability, and ashamed at being anything other than in on the joke of the story it was embarrassed to be telling. So, suffice to say, on Monday I watched the pilot episode for one show, and for the other show, I barely made it more than halfway through. The show I finished, and the show I enjoyed from its opening line of dialogue to its final needle drop, was The Last of Us. The show I simply could not bother to give away any more of my time to was Velma. And while I had initially intended to make a review about The Pale Blue Eye this week, the juxtaposition of these two pilots was more interesting to me than yet another impassioned rant about how much I love mysteries. I am sure repeat viewers on this channel now feel spared, at least. I'll try to keep this review of the two shows as brief as possible. The soul of wit, as a foolish advisor to a king might say. So what worked in The Last of Us? I mean, immediately, there was a lot that could throw somebody off. We open on an extended exposition sequence, one that carries on for what may be far too long for a few people. One that is absolutely an information dump by nearly every definition of the term. But it is a scene that works. It hits every mark it intends to. Craig Mazin is a writer inspired by his source material. One who worked with Naughty Dog, worked with the game's original writers, to bring this award-winning game's story to the screen for so many people. And it's because of this deep passion and affection for his source material that he can adapt it so well. The pilot of The Last of Us is not a perfect recreation of the game. It takes some liberties where necessary, changing things like the method of infection or even Joel's history to meet the needs of its audience. But the core is still there. The fear of this nigh-unstoppable infective force is brought across in crystal clear terms thanks to the opening scene. This fear is then used as a sort of rotted carrot on a stick, something to put newcomers and those familiar with the game on the same playing field from the first moment. We're all waiting for this ticking time bomb to go off, wondering who is going to get caught in its fiery explosion. And fear is not the only emotion the cast and crew of The Last of Us captures in its pilot. Hopelessness and grief are abound in the side characters, which are played excellently all around. Despair and tragedy are captured beautifully in Joel's lowest moment. It's thanks to the writer's understanding of their source material, the original work that is meant to inspire them, that they connect us with these emotions. They bring us into the world of the story. They let us feel the same gut-punch Joel experiences as the world burns around him and his world is taken from him in an instant. The camera work, the phenomenal performances of Pascal, Parker, and Luna, even the blocking, all of it comes together and puts us into a world ravaged by cordyceps. There's one moment where you truly become a part of the story. 
In Joel's very lowest point in his life is when the audience is fully locked in, and it's able to go on this journey and be enticed by what might come in each new scene. And that moment could have only been so beautifully and perfectly captured by someone who appreciates this world, appreciates the story for what it is, for the impact it can have on those who experience it, for the message and meaning it puts out into the world. Someone who loves not only his art, but finds connection and emotion in the art of others. And then there's Velma. In terms of emotion, all I felt was shame. Palpable shame from the writer's room. Visible shame from any and all of the iconic characters. Shame for myself for giving it a viewing metric, quite frankly. Mindy Kaling is a very talented writer, no doubt, and I am sure everyone working on the show has their own merits and achievements and qualifications as well, but I cannot for the life of me understand what the point was. Where is the love, the care for the story you're trying to tell, the passion for the journey that you're promising to take us on? It is impossibly hard to feel any of this, to connect with any of what you're giving me, when you make it so painfully apparent how ashamed you are to simply exist and put this show out into the world. Sure, Scooby-Doo isn't necessarily some nuanced and complicated property. It may not carry the secrets of life itself or even be the most modern in terms of its typical structure or its sense of humor. But what it is, it is with pride. It is with heart. It is with love. And at certain points, the shame I was feeling felt so far from love that it appeared to mimic more so contempt for Scooby-Doo. If you're so embarrassed to be writing about these characters, why are you here? Why am I here? Why am I listening to scene after scene where the show is speaking directly to me, calling out all of its own tropes as they're happening, as if it's supposed to make me sympathetic to the characters you want me to care about? Self-referential meta-writing styles can be good in doses, but this is far too much. What meta-writing has become in the past decade or so has been a plague on the creative industry, in my opinion. And I say this as someone who not only enjoys, but employs meta and self-referential content in my own works. Granted, my work isn't paying the bills thanks to deals with HBO or Disney, but I would hope there's a higher standard between guy who wants to be a screenwriter and HBO Max show renewed for season two. It feels lazy. It feels like it saps the mysticism out of the art form. It feels like it devalues the art itself. This wave of Rick and Morty, of Velma, of every other show on the block that thinks it's winning the audience over by constantly winking at it and trying to make it feel like it's your friend instead of a piece of art to be experienced is just suffocating. I feel like this wave is drowning me with corporatist safe play content. I feel like this wave is eroding the art form. I feel like this wave is crashing down and sapping the joy out of so many fantastic bits of television, film, and art that could be otherwise created. I mean, for God's sake, the show is so poorly received, it somehow united conservatives and liberals. Lefties think it's a psyop written by a closet conservative to bring every imaginary fear right-wingers have about wokeness of Hollywood to life. Republicans are rightfully losing their mind because their worst nightmare has manifested without cause, and it's almost as bad as they imagined it would be. It's insane, it's painful, and it's not something I want to talk about anymore. So, I won't. Don't watch Velma. Watch The Last of Us. While both the cast and the crews for each show are supremely talented, likely more so than I'll ever be, one of these I cannot support. Spend your time being told a story that is actually proud of what it could mean to you, that was created with intention and love and passion, that has a chance to change you and impact you. Don't experience a product that wants to make money. Experience art that tries to be beautiful. Until next time.